Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Great to be with you again. Thank you so much for being a part of the boost. We started talking yesterday about the concept of hode. Now, I really want to make sure that we go a little bit deeper, and we're going to try to go a little bit deeper than just gratitude equals happiness. That's very true that gratitude is the greatest path to happiness, but we've all heard that. We've all been down that block before. And it hasn't really worked, at least I don't think so. It, meaning it's true. It just is hard to integrate that. And the reason why it's hard to integrate that is that unless we understand the impact that it has on us in our minds in a context that is in completely rational to pursue, we won't pursue it. It's nice to be grateful, but if you're trying to accomplish something in the back of your mind, you think that gratitude is the end of the road. And if you become grateful, you'll be happy, but unaccomplished, you're not going to be, ha- you're not going to be grateful. So yeah, I'd love to wake up in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, thank you God for my eyesight. But like, I got stuff to do. Yeah, I'd love to like retire and go to like some beautiful beach and look at the ocean and wake up in the morning and like, you know, spend an hour meditating on what God gives me. And like, yeah, well, wonderful. Well, I have a mortgage to pay. So yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll do it on the way. But then life comes in the way and says, yeah, I'd love for you to spend the time. But remember? us your 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 tasks and you're like yeah i gotta i gotta be responsible gratitude seems to be a nice thing that we do in br- in brief moments it seems to be what we remind ourselves when we deal with challenge right people come out of a funeral and they're like grateful for that ride home If someone goes through a challenge and then they get out of it, they're grateful for it, for the things that they have for a period of time. And then the usual task list of life just gets in the way. And unless we realize that the path to accomplishment, the way down my checklist is through gratitude and hode, which is acknowledgement, which is praise. Unless we realize that that's the path to the things that I need to do, we're not going to put it into our lives, right? The point, and I just hope hope I'm making it clear, the point is that gratitude seems to be like effort, you know, you're growing up and like your teacher gives you an A for effort, which means, you know, a pat on the head, but you're not really the top of the class. You know that feeling? Like you got a D, but you get an A for effort. You're like, wow, where on the report card is effort? Oh, no, sweetie pie. You don't really hear that's you're not a real top student. We just like you a lot and don't expect so much from you. So we're going to give you an A for effort. You know what I'm talking about? 
when they give out trophies to people that don't to, to the seventh or eighth place, but they didn't win the game. Yeah, but they got an A for effort. A for effort to most people means a pat on the head and yes, you can. And even though you know they're thinking, I don't think you can. Then there are some teachers that understand, like a Carol Dweck, that the hardest thing in the world in life is the effort. And if you get an A for effort, man, you may not do well on some memorized test from seventh grade, but you keep on pushing a full maximum effort, you're going to do a lot of stuff in life. Because we spoke about last week, effort is the game. Your relationship is based on your effort. There is no final exam for a relationship. It's the effort. The effort is the muscle that we don't have. That's why we give up because we're so used to winning or losing that we've turned ourselves into people that have expected so little of ourselves that whenever effort gets too hard, we're like, we can't do this. I remember once on a momentum trip, we were sitting on a Shabbat afternoon. We went to the home of an incredible family, Abba and Pamela Clayman. These people are not from this planet, really. They open their home to the world. They live in a beautiful home in the old city of Jerusalem. And we had, they had hosted all of our men. And usually they bring soldiers and it's such a beautiful moment. You know, it's really soldiers and these guys and they get together and it's so wonderful. Well, one time they brought these, they didn't have like regular soldiers. They had these commandos. Which in the beginning, like we didn't really know who they were because they were dressed like regular people. But then like they started talking a little bit or very little bit. They're very humble. And we started having this conversation after all the guys left about they had these uh, competitions with the Navy SEALs. That's what happened. The SEALs would come out to Israel. Israel would go to them. And they were just like competing against each other. Like it was a friendly um, competition. And there was one competition where they had to like carry something for like 100 miles and swim 3,000 miles. And I don't know, like jump out of an airplane, like whatever like Navy SEALs and commandos do for, for to compete. They weren't playing basketball. And they line up, they tell the story. And, and, um, and you got like these Navy SEALs. They're like, you know. American six, two, six, three, you know, 200, 180, full of muscle, big dudes, good looking, strong, big American guys. And next to them are like a bunch of Israelis, dark, five, eight, right? Skinny, like look at an Israeli commando. That's what they look like. They don't look like an American. They're, they're, they're two different profiles. Israeli commandos, if you look close to them, like you think like they're like, you know, they're like playing chess. You know, American commandos, you think they're football players. And the Israelis destroyed them in every single competition, carrying things, swimming things. So in 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 there afterwards, they told the story that at the end, the, the final, I guess, thing was they all went on this boat off the Mediterranean. They had food, they hung out. It was a beautiful moment. And the 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 guys are like, How did you win? Like you you like I I, I can snap you. And the Israeli commandos said, You have to understand how we're trained. We live in, in a very difficult environment. We're not trained to be great. 
we're trained to believe that nothing is, is impossible. Like we're trained to push ourselves to a point where when all of rationality falls away, we still think it's possible. And so when you're carrying something or swimming something and your body gives out, even though you can go further than us, the, the body, the brain starts to say it's, we're done. And our training is never to hear that voice. You hear? Amazing. Doesn't make you feel awesome. That's effort. That's, that's the process. They're trained. Of course they have training and how to, you know, shoot guns and run and whatever, but like, that's not what makes them unique. That's not what makes the state of Israel unique. It's this me, it's this feeling of nothing is impossible, which happens to be the Jewish story, but not for now. And the difference in greatness and growth is stopping to believe the physical approach, which is results and moving into the world of effort, which is a lot of what we've been talking about. And as we apply that same mentality, that thinking to gratitude, we have to recognize that gratitude isn't the A for effort. You know, like you should have great things, but if you don't, at least be grateful for what you have. You know that stuff? Like, of course I want to like get that thing that I want to buy, but if I can't afford it, then let me like appreciate my eyes. You see that like whole way of like turning effort and gratitude into like the, you know, the booby prize, the stuff that like, you know, you give out when we're done handing out gold medals. And gold medals is getting stuff. And gold medals is being someone that everybody looks at. Right, it's the consolation prize. This is exactly what we have a boost for. This is exactly what we talk every day for because the life that we want is in front of our eyes. It's just not there because the world doesn't give it to us. The world is a physical world. Someone's fault, that's just how it is. If you if you if you're not given a source of wisdom that is beyond the physical world, you're going to make up rules that are just physical, and they could be brilliant, right? If you go and look at a biology book, it could be brilliant. It's just physical. So it's brilliant. It's just physical. So it is limited in its capacity because it could only give you the things that it touches and senses. When you learn deeper wisdom, you learn things that are not physically right in front of you. And so when you look at a world that is run through material, physical eyes, of course, it's going to create certain circumstances. Why wouldn't a world that's based on survival of the fittest not reward those who survive? Why wouldn't a world that is based on material accomplishments reward those with more material accomplishments? So why in the world would I allow myself to be grateful if that's going to in any way pull away from a drive to accomplish more things? Got to be hungry. You got to be hungry. Gratitude, hode, was of the most 
important traits in Jewish history. The, remember, every trait that we're talking about has a, has a correspondent person in the Bible. Remember the, the trait we did last time called endurance or victory, netzach, greatness, eternality. That's connected to Moses. Moses was the greatest of all time. And yet that is a place of where when you get to be tapping into your soul, he wasn't great because he was charismatic. The, the Bible teaches us he couldn't speak. He had, he had a speech impediment. He was great because he was all soul, because he was connected, because he was humble. which then led to a whole world of immersion, which we went to. But now we're talking about a different trait. The trait that we're into right now is a trait for a man named Aaron. Aaron was the high priest. Aaron was the one to walk around bedecked in, in, in beautiful clothing. The high priest didn't walk around like a schlepper. The high priest walked around like a king, so to speak. And the trait that brings out the, the beauty of that high priest. Because hod is beauty. And the high priest was beautiful, not physically, but in what he did and what he stood for. He stood in the temple. The most beautiful thing that we, the structure that we built. He wore these beautiful garments. He brought sustenance into this world through his actions. He was the paradigm of beauty. And the paradigm of beauty is somehow connected to the paradigm of gratitude, of praise, of acknowledgement. How does that work? It's because the gratitude is not the detour of the life we want. It is the path. It's not the consolation prize. It's the gold medal. It's so much easier to fight for things than it is to be grateful for things. And gratitude, believe it or not, is the path to greater and greater ability and accomplishment. It's the path to true beauty and charisma. When you see people that are fully grateful people, they're charismatic. They don't have to say things in a smooth way. Their presence in the room feels different. They increase their ability to have security in their lives. They walk around with a sense of security and sense of purpose. When they deal with challenges, the challenges that they deal with, they're dealing with it in, a, in an entirely different position of power because they understand and are naturally, like we said yesterday, filling up that pool of gratitude. The block to what we're going to talk about that's going to be in your mind, because it's in my mind, is the world of if you are grateful, then you are begging out of the fight. Football players aren't grateful. Soldiers aren't grateful. Fighters aren't grateful. It's the people that lose that have to go to gratitude. The people, the people that don't have have to go out and find the stuff that they do have and be grateful for that. Because if they had more, then obviously they'd be grateful because they have stuff. That's not true. We all know people with a lot of stuff that aren't grateful. We all know people with a ton of stuff that are just ungrateful people that have had life handed to them on a silver platter and they're the biggest fetchers in the room. We know people like this. I've been to these 
listen, I love Passover programs. Thank God I've been blessed and I hope I can continue to go. Passover programs is a collection of a very wide variety of wonderful people. Invariably, there are people in these programs that are have been given a very comfortable life and have a lot going for them physically. They are not many, some of them, some of them are not the most grateful people I've met. I've been in apartments in side streets of Jerusalem to people that have less money a month than most people that you know have a week whose walls are peeling off, who are living in abject poverty. And they are the most grateful, beautiful, charismatic, honored people that I've ever met in my entire life. Their home is filled with spirituality. The love that they show for each other is unimaginable. Physically, they're not even on the radar. Gratitude is not compared to what you get at the end. Gratitude is an entirely different approach towards success in life. Much harder than winning. Much harder than accomplishing. It's against our survival instinct. Gratitude cuts against our brain. Doesn't help us survive. Grateful people aren't, don't survive more. People that are less grateful, that are more in need, are accomplishing. And so in order to be really grateful, in order to have true hode, in order to have true honor, not, not honor, honor we did, well, went with already, it's more beauty. We have to really work underneath this trait to understand why we're not more grateful and to commit ourselves the way we commit ourselves to the effort, to the immersion, to commit ourselves to this pursuit. Because this really is like the other things we're talking about, a golden ring, that if we master it, our ability to be successful in this world is very different. And a lot of times what's holding us back from each other is this. A lot of times it holds us back from having great relationships is gratitude. We don't appreciate the person in front of us. We only see their flaws. We don't appreciate that they're in our lives until God forbid. We don't appreciate who they are to us. We don't appreciate the, the opportunities that we have. We don't appreciate the, the strengths that we were given. And once we start, a lot of the other stuff starts to fall away. Once you go down the road of gratitude and, you, and, we, and we really work it, a lot of the other issues that we deal with in our lives, you'll see, start to like slowly like dissipate because we're hitting the source. All right, we'll continue this. Have an incredible weekend, everybody. Shabbat shalom. And um, we're really going to try to fight this together because this is a real battle. And when you go to battle, you need each other.
but I hope that we'll be able to really spend some time next week getting underneath some of these concepts and that'd be a great new year's resolution. Don't you think? Wouldn't that be a nice new year's resolution to really try to be more grateful? Thank you, Robin. You're right. And the truth is now they're on the topic. I'm grateful for you guys. What would I do without you? It wasn't the same this week that I didn't have you during the week for those two days. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be doing this and let's hope that we can be grateful for all that we have and really grow to becoming the people that we're meant to be. All right. Can't wait to see you next week with God's help. Have a great weekend. Looking forward to seeing you next week.